When you're coming out with a new product on Amazon, your initial relevance really has a brief window to show how much better you are than the others. On your first week on Amazon, if you have a way higher click-through rate than the other top sellers had on their first week on Amazon, Amazon will likely boost you way up in the rankings because their algorithm takes into account how well you're doing for where you are in the time period. Ensuring all of that is dialed in right from the get-go is a lot more important than dialing it in three or four years down the road of your product because you have a much larger opportunity to take advantage of it early on and really lean into it. Welcome to All Killer, No Filler, the D2C podcast. I'm Eric here with Rob and Clifford from Pilot House's Amazon team. Clifford is hot off the heels of a riveting presentation at C-Suite Mastermind here in Victoria, British Columbia, where we had 50 amazing entrepreneurs out to the Victoria International Marina for two and a half days of intense strategy and tactical insights. On day three, we had a couple of Pilot House's leaders on the Amazon, Google, and Meta Ads teams come in and deliver a bit of a presentation, a bit more of a tactical presentation for our audience. A lot of the content with a lot of the brand owners that we were doing was very high-level strategic about how to build a company, how to get there. And then Clifford came in and gave everyone like a real masterclass on the ins and outs of Amazon ads. And actually the presentation goes quite in depth in how we structure our campaigns, how ads plays together with your listing, all sorts of really interesting stuff. But as Clifford was saying, a lot of the high level entrepreneurs there, I could see them sort of mentally filing some of the stuff away uh, for later to tell their Amazon teams or uh, that they weren't as hands on with the platform. But the piece that was super, let's say, relevant to everyone there was really the importance of relevance and the idea of relevance, the all-consuming idea of relevance on Amazon and why relevance to consumers is really what you need to be focused on across the Amazon ecosystem. Clifford, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so Amazon's algorithm to display products to you is all based on how relevant they think something is to you as a shopper. Um, Similar to and very analogous to something like Google, Amazon is a massive search engine. It's the largest product-based search engine on the planet. So when people get on Amazon, they are searching for something and Amazon has the task of displaying products that are most relevant to that shopper for their search query in the same way that when you search something on Google, they wanna show you the most relevant website. Google has their own ways of judging what relevance is based on what is on that page that they are going to display you based on what you've searched. Amazon has a lot of different factors that they use to display what products are relevant to a shopper. We were talking a little bit about how this compares to both Google and to paid social platforms like Facebook, where with Facebook, you've got this quality score that we talk about often. And it's sort of this esoteric idea of being a high quality ad experience. But Facebook is a bit of a conflicted platform because they want to serve up customers to their advertisers, obviously. But Facebook has all these other, this other checklist of things they want you to do. They want you to be able to see your pictures from your aunt. And people are complaining all the time. Oh, my feed is just advertisers on things you think I might like. What about, where's my family? Where's my friends? This is what I come to Facebook for. So you have to have this esoteric quality score. Whereas on Amazon, you're, you're there to shop. So really just being as relevant to a consumer is king. How do you be more relevant? What are the main factors on Amazon's that determine your relevance? It ends up coming down to 
purchases at the end. So if someone is searching for the classic example of running shoes, if someone's searching for running shoes and they buy your product more than all of the other products when they search running shoes, maybe you're the 20th result. People scroll down, they bought it. That happened more and more often. Amazon will move you up because you are more relevant to that shopper. But it's not just sales. Sales are like a final result. You can have things like how much inventory is near you at a a local fulfillment center. So like what the delivery time Amazon thinks might be to you. Um, The click-through rate of your listing, your price affects that. Ratings and reviews can come into play with relevance, but that more comes through as that same click-through rate and conversion rate, how that affects the relevance. But what's nice about the Amazon side of it is there's really not a lot for them to need to consider because they have the ultimate tool of does this sell well when someone gets to the listing. So they can just compare how does this product sell to how this product sells when someone searches this word and the ones that come out on top end up being the best. Yeah, they use a couple metrics like click-through rate and conversion rate to decide that, but it's actually relatively straightforward. And you've spoken about this, I think, a number of times on the podcast, but so much of that relevance comes down to how you segment your offering, segment your ads, segment your images. Like, you know, in the running shoes idea, it's red leather running shoes that you're bidding on, not just necessarily running shoes. It's red running shoes for people who play volleyball or all of these, you're you're sort of drilling down into these niches. And that's another great way to enhance your relevance is to just be very granular in how you market your product via the keywords as well as via your ads, right? Yeah, you want to be able to show Amazon the positive metrics through your advertising and through your sales so they deem you relevant for the keywords. There are keywords that you're trying to build rank and relevance for. So what that means from a keyword strategy and a segmenting strategy is being deliberate about where you're trying to compete and where you can fit within that landscape. So not necessarily going after running shoe if you're brand new to the platform, but go after a longer tail, lower volume niche that you are more relevant for, that you can actually show Amazon good data for. Because if you go after something that you can't yet compete in, that is too competitive, that you just are gonna spend and not have a good click-through rate, not have good purchase history, not gonna have, have good sales velocity, then you're showing Amazon bad metrics, which is gonna hurt your relevance. Uh, so it just comes down to being being smart and deliberate about where you're trying to compete and when. And relevance is not a skin deep metric. It's not just, you can't just have all the right keywords that match up to what Amazon thinks, um, you know, that this person might want to see. If you don't have that backend purchase history, like relevance is not just always, will this customer like this? It's will they buy it and will we make money? And so they have to take into account, you know, the full sort of purchase cycle. So which that's why it's so essential that you have some experience. How do you go about building relevance over time, Clifford? What's the strategy to build relevance? Yeah. And so a lot of that starts with what you just mentioned there, which would be a lot of people would refer to that as indexing. So you've, I'm sure most people have been on Amazon. You've seen these ridiculous listings where their bullet points are just filled with keyword, comma, keyword, comma, keyword, comma. And there's nothing there. They're, they're illegible, but they're full of keywords. So those will index you for keywords, but they'll do nothing to build your relevance to those keywords. They'll just give you a chance to show up, but you could be on the last page of the last result because you're not selling to it. Um, so what ended up coming through in the presentation that you mentioned to C-Suite Mastermind was relevance really 
came through in everything. So you guys just mentioned with a lot of your advertising, a lot of that comes through as the different segments that you're going after. But it also comes through in the way that you're designing your creative. So your main listing image, ensuring that when someone searches for red leather running shoe or red leather shoe, that you're specifically somehow showing that you have a vibrant red and that there's leather in that main image so that people click through. If that's really the main niche market that you're going after, you ensure that your images are as extremely relevant to that person as possible because that's going to drive a higher click-through rate from the search result and then likely a higher conversion rate if that's what they searched for is what they came there to buy. What becomes difficult about that is now you need to design your listing title, your listing bullets, and all your different imagery that's involved in your listing in a way that you can appeal to the largest market, of course, while still remaining relevant. So it's it's about kind of picking that area that you really belong in and being as relevant as you possibly can to those shoppers and then possibly expanding and changing things beyond that as you start to learn more about where your product fits in. You only have one listing, right? Like, you know, I, I guess, and that's, again, why we come down to granularity. That's why if you have red and green and gray uh, products, you want to make sure that you have either them, all of those different products really represented in your listing. But the thing is, like, if, if you, if someone's searching red leather running shoes, um, how does that work in terms of product variations? Like, you don't need separate listings for all the different colors of your running shoes, for instance. Uh, there's some, so, so you just need to make sure that your one listing has all those color options in it. Is that how that would work? Each year variations can, yeah, have all those options in it. So it can all be within one parent listing. Um, a thing to note there in terms of making it very specific to one thing is like if you are brand new running shoe to Amazon and you say, hey, I'm actually the best running shoe out there, but you don't have any sales history, so you can't necessarily go after running shoes. So you do a deep dive on red leather running shoe and you build out everything to be super focused on that. And then you own that niche. And then if you're the top selling red leather running shoe, it's like, okay, well, what's next? You can start actually dynamically changing your listing strategy, your title, your bullets to go after the next target keyword. Because what you've said now is like, hey, I've owned that space. I'm ready to chat, tackle a new challenge and take on something new. As long as you're being honest with, can you actually compete in that space? Like, can you actually be top of Amazon for a for running shoe, which would be crazy. Because you typically would have quite a generic average price product at that point to be to own that space, just because that's the nature of Amazon from a, from a shopper standpoint. But you can be treat your listing and your title dynamically as you climb and change these little niches that you're trying to own, uh, getting closer and closer to the, the biggest one at the top. And then what was that tip that was given? We were talking about one of our really engaged uh, Amazon pros who was in the audience at C-Suite brought up a tip that he sort of dropped at the end that we can just share on the podcast, uh, which was just that when you show your products, make sure that your last product is sort of like, it's not that it's anti-relevant, but your last product image shows like all the other variations that you might have or all of the other kind of products in that niche, just so that people are getting exposed to their product, to your whole product line while you're on their listing. Was That, that was basically it, right, Clifford? Yeah, it's, um, it's a good strategy to use with your listing images because you get somewhere seven to nine or so images, depending on category. 
using the last image or two to help cross sell some of the rest of your catalog, whether it's, you know, you're a skincare product and you're pushing a routine or something like that. A lot of the time these things can work quite well and are a way to use the first few images to sell things really well and then use the last ones to possibly boost your AOV as someone, if they're really interested enough to get to your seventh or ninth image, maybe they're actually interested enough to buy some of your other products. But the one thing I also wanted to mention on the entire relevance thing is how time dependent it is. And this is something that I think almost no, not almost no, but a lot of people don't understand why this works this way. Um, and when you are coming out with a new product on Amazon, we've talked about it briefly before, I believe on the podcast, but when you're coming out with a new product on Amazon, that relevance factor, Amazon doesn't know what to do with you yet. Like they don't know anything about your product. They don't know how relevant you are. So your initial relevance really has a brief window to show how much better you are than the others. So if on your first week on Amazon, if you have a way higher click-through rate and a way higher conversion rate than the other top sellers to red leather shoe, than they had on their first week on Amazon, then you're going to have huge priority and Amazon will likely boost you way up in the rankings compared to them because their algorithm takes into account how well you're doing for where you are in the time period. Um, so that relevance factor and ensuring all of that is dialed in right from the get-go is a lot more important than dialing it in three or four years down the road of your product because you have a much larger opportunity to take advantage of it early on and really lean into it. Whereas if you wait, you're losing a lot of that factor and you're just compared to the whole pool of other competitors rather than showing you're super relevant out of the gate. That's really good feedback. That's that's. In, I'm just in fantasy hockey season here. I've just made my my draft picks, and that's sort of like comparing prospects who are in the OHL and the you know the Slovakian league or whatever. Like the numbers may be the same, but you just want to make sure that you're comparing the right things. That's really interesting that Amazon compares. We'll look back in the window and be like, okay, of all the brands that launched for in their first week, that's how this one did. Whereas if you let it go three to four years, you just you the pool that you're being compared to, and if they've been working on relevance and dialing their relevances in for three to four years, you can have a lot bigger hill to climb than than out of the gate in that week. So start with relevance. Great tip. Any other tips for either hacking or growing relevance? You can't really hack relevance. Amazon doesn't. I know. I know Clifford likes to talk about, it, but you can't really. You can't really hack things these days on Amazon, right? There's like, I mean, Clifford. I don't know if this has worked that well for us before, but there was one out there that was trying not to index for a keyword for a particular amount of time. So leaving a very relevant keyword purposely out of all your titles, bullets, everywhere on it, your listing until you've got some sales velocity and say you build up some reviews, you build up an ad, like a bit of an ad console, like you've got some sales flowing and then you add that keyword in at the same time launching all the advertising and making a super big push at that particular keyword. Um, the reason being is then you're driving, the, the goal is to drive a maximum amount of sales velocity at a good conversion rate in a very short amount of time from becoming indexed for that keyword. Um, and that's that sort of, uh, what Clifford's mentioning from a, like a new not a new product standpoint almost is like you're showing Amazon very good metrics within a very short period of time, which in turn makes you very, very relevant for that keyword. The struggle there is if you can do that, it's maintaining it. 
Um, so doing it effectively for a couple days is great. And then trying to maintain it and keep that spot. Because if you tried to do that at a keyword that was too aggressive, you might be able to get there for a brief fleeting moment. And then you just can't hold it because you just don't have a consistent sales volume to keep it there. Uh, so you don't necessarily want to do that uh, off your largest keywords, but the mid to low volume ones can can work. Yeah, we had, we had that exact scenario um, with one client who their branded term was a it ended up being like a, almost like a Kleenex situation where people search Kleenex instead of tissue, um, where they kind of owned the space and that was their, that was their brand name. Um, so when they were brand new to Amazon, rather than really lean into it, we actually specifically left that exact phrase out of everything. We put it as a negative in every campaign. And then once we were selling okay and we had some reviews and whatnot, added it to all of the campaigns it was supposed to be in, added it to the title, added it to the bullets, added it to the backend search terms, and suddenly we were like number two or something for that term within like a couple days. Um, so that's definitely a, a strategy we've used to some at least some decent success in the past. Bold move, Cotton. I like the sound of that. Anything else you'd want to mention about, about how to build relevance in your campaigns, the mindsets needed? Or, or, or I think we've covered it today. Just really being mindful of it is the is the thing I think the takeaway is if you're mindful about it and thinking about it, then it's going to impact your ad strategy and it's going to come through to ever to everything, but you just have to be deliberate about your relevance and ask yourself, where am I relevant? And as long as you're thinking about it, then you're going to figure out how to implement it through, through everything. Love it. I always love to do a little Google search about what's up with Jeff Bezos when I'm talking to you guys. There's there's a little news about him today. He apparently lost $50 billion in 2022, leaving him with a net worth of only $151 billion, according to Forbes. Poor guy. Poor Bezos. I guess I guess his, his, his net worth and all the tech billionaires, their, their wealth net worth like skyrocketed so much during the beginning of the pandemic that it's just kind of coming down to earth now. But it'd be weird to just wake up and realize that you lost $50 billion. But I guess we don't have to cry for Bezos. No, I think he's doing okay. But yeah, well, Jeff, if you're listening, we will. We'd have you on this podcast anytime. We'd love to discuss it. Um, Clifford's got some very pointed questions that we'll grill you on. We'll get, put you on the hot seat at our next mastermind. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'll kill no filler today, guys. This was fun. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.